You're listening to My Rapids Real Estate Show on AM 1320 WFHR, your weekly radio show focusing on real estate, the market, and everything related to housing in central Wisconsin. Welcome back to another week. I'm Ben. And I'm Carrie Nikolai. And we're with Coldwell Banker Stewart Realtors here in Wisconsin Rapids. That is correct. You are the primary agent of our hodgepodge little team, and I am your licensed assistant. It's interesting we're a hodgepodge today. Some days, you know, <laughs> you know how it feels. You know, you're just not cohesive some days, and other days we're just all on top of it. I would just go with a unique mixture of abilities. Right. You certainly are. Yes. Complementary abilities, as it were. Yeah. So today behind our guest microphone, we have ourselves. Ourselves. The Fox might be joining us in a little bit. Never know. As soon as we start talking, she does show up. Well, you took her spot with the computer bag. She will be upset about that. Mm -hmm. Well, the the thing is, everyone's on vacation because we just had a holiday. And so they add on a couple extra days. And I, I'm thinking, you know, it's it's going to be really hard to follow up with JR's history of Coto Banker Seward that we had last week. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is just really great. I think every single time we talk about the history of the building and the the office and the family and what the family has done for the community, I think we learn something new every single time. A, a couple of little more nuggets and pieces of the puzzle get revealed. Every time we hear more, you know, we just got to keep getting them talking. (laughs) The thing that's really nice about JR is he's so humble. He doesn't want to be braggy. Very true. You know, he is, he is very, very humble. And I really do enjoy working with him on, you know, in, in real estate. So I, I think this was a great move for us to work with someone who's very focused on family and making sure that the family is is first and foremost going forward with anything. The family of our agents, the family in our office, his family, and the families we help, even if you're not currently in a family situation. Right. The um the other thing is Jer's breadth of knowledge and background. He also does a lot of um, volunteer outreach and whatnot. Now, like we talked a little bit about the Run the Rapids program that, you know, we finally got back online this year. Mm-hmm. But he's also very active with the Realtors and the Central Wisconsin Board of Realtors and our local multiple listing service as well. Because there's sort of a hierarchy there at, at each of those um, organizations that also has a board of directors. And so he's been a part of that board of directors on and off for the last uh, 30, 40 years. Something like that. So it's just fantastic how he keeps the connection between the current state of uh, real estate, just not here only at, at our table in Wisconsin Rapids, but in the area regionally and also state and nationally. He, um, so we're recording this a little bit ahead of time. It's Wednesday currently, and we had our staff meeting this morning. Yes. And Jer brought up that he was on a Zoom call uh, online with many of the other brokers of Coldwell Banker over across the entire nation. Because like we had discussed, this Coldwell Banker phenomenon isn't just a corporate entity. It's also all these affiliate small mom and pop real estate brokerages that fly the Codal flag. Mm-hmm. And he talked about affordability and how the affordability index is calculated with a couple of things. One is the average income per household. Mm-hmm. Another is the uh, loan interest rate percentages. Yes. And the third is the, of course, price of housing. And you can tell who paid attention in the meeting today. Well, it's also the end of the day and I had a lot filling my head today. So. So the tension headache is coming on. All right. 
the uh, affordability in our area is phenomenal, and it is also phenomenal across the country. The last time we saw affordability like this was after the 2008 crash had settled. The dust was kind of still rising because of the uh, low housing prices brought on by foreclosures. So that foreclosure phenomenon back in 2010 and 2011 and a little bit in 2012 caused the affordability index to skyrocket then. Mm-hmm. It's skyrocketing now, even though housing prices are going up because interest rates are low and people really do have good paying jobs. Right. So I mean, it all kind of goes hand in hand of things that we've been talking about. Right. The last couple of months. So you mentioned that we have some local numbers to talk about. Yeah, we have some local numbers. So we're going to have a little bit of fun with the local numbers. So we're going to look at just real estate itself. So this is single family homes. And we are going to talk a little bit about vacant land just a little bit, but it's going to be kind of interesting to kind of dive into a little bit. So real estate. So if we look at... I'm going to go to page two because that's going to be a little bit better to, to be able to do because that's my year over year. So, so so these are numbers from the first and second quarters. So from January until about the 6th of, of July. June, July, yes. Mm-hmm. So we are looking at currently we had 268 homes sold. So far this year. So far this year. But a year ago, we only had 250. So we're up 18 homes. That's pretty good. Because if we remember what's been happening in 2020, the first half of last year was, well, it, it was Well, the it, first it quarter we were all told crazy. to stay home. Yeah, we were told to stay home, don't go outside. And we weren't sure what was going on. Right. Uh, the beginning of the year, some of the national trends was that um, COVID was or not COVID, but a coronavirus was happening. And we kind of knew about that in January a little bit. We found out that the Asian influence in the national market, because um, at that time, there was a lot of Asian investors that were in the higher influence part of the markets, you know, Seattle and Los Angeles, Chicago, and they were backing out some of their interests. And people were getting kind of concerned about that. Well, that concern sort of dropped off when um, there was a travel ban put in place. And so we didn't have a lot of people traveling back and forth at all. And so they wanted to liquidate their investments here. So then, you know, February and March, you're right. We were told to stay home. We didn't know where this was going, but then April, May, and certainly June, everyone started buying houses. Like it was crazy. The interest rates fell to like zero or below, and the housing market was just insane. We actually did national. Okay, uh, nationally, but here locally, we're talking about local markets. The the Fed put the interest rate at a negative, which allowed for our local mortgage lenders to have such crazy, crazy low. Like what is it? I think we got down to one point eight percent at one time. It was it was insane. Right. So the insanity of the first half of last year compared to where we are right now, it, it's phenomenal, but it's good to see that we're still up from where we were last year. Because I remember May and June of 2020 was just phenomenal with the market. Very true. All right. So then we start kind of looking at the average sale price. So again, this is still residential, local market here. Currently, our current period is $157,425. That's our average. The average. Average sale price, which a year ago, we were only at $141,270. Well, that's a fair bit of a difference. Right. It was an 11% increase. And now that's the average. That's the average. And so it's skewed a little bit by either a lot of... Uh, low-priced properties or high-priced properties. We as had well. a lot of high-priced properties sell. We had, um, I want to say at least, I know of three mm-hmm. in that upper 700, 700 plus. Right. So I'm sure there there is more to kind of make that 
look a little bit different, but still, I mean, 157000 for an average sale price, that's not too bad, I don't think. And then we, we can kind of think back to a, a few years ago, even 2018, 2019, it was in the 130s. Yes. Yes, it was. So it's quite the increase. What yeah. other numbers do we have? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about vacant land because there's nothing more fun than vacant land. It is quite a treat. It is. And the nice thing is, again, we're looking from year over year. So last year, this time, there was for current period. Let's go with current period. So currently, we have sold 72 pieces of vacant land in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. That's fantastic. It is. And then a year ago, we were only looking at 32. So that's well over doubled. It is 125% increase mm-hmm. year over year. And a lot of that is going into the, we can't find the home that we want, but we know the location we want. And so we're finding the vacant land in the location we want, buying the land, and then working with the builder to put the house on it because we're, we've got to make sure there's room for the boat, for the pool table, and that master suite. And prices are really not going to go down. No. And if you can plan for the future, the value of your current house is going to be pretty stable and builders are out two years anyway. Right. And we're not looking, I mean, it doesn't say what the average lot size is or anything like that. So that would be fun to know. It really would. But again, we're, we don't have those numbers and, um, so we can't talk about it, but it would be interesting to kind of see, because I know that there's been some larger chunks of land that has been sold, you know, 140 acres on up, which is going to skew kind of the average sale price for that average half acre lot in the city slashes and slash kind of like in town of Grand Rapids. So that's going to kind of skew everything as far as when, it, when we look at the average sale price, because in the city, we're only looking at probably around that six, $7,000 mark depending upon the size. So that's where it'd be nice if it was broken down into the different sizes right. to get that average price. Or even uh, lo- location we're talking. So there might be lots over by the lakes area, uh, not like down south in Camelot and um, the Rome area, but Napco is in our backyard right. and so is Petenwell. Right. And then we'll get a little bit over by Napco Lake mm-hmm. again too. That's going to be a different price than if we were looking at in in the city. So, but yeah, a lot of really great information there on think, our average prices. And I think you brought up uh, one of the uses for vacant land that you had seen popular is for recreation. So mm-hmm. maybe not even building. I, I would think that'd be about half or so just by a gut instinct. I think so. I think the, the people <clears throat> we've talked with and worked with the last year to two years, it was kind of a COVID related. The campgrounds weren't open. So we normally spend $17,000 at the campground. We can't go there, but we budgeted. So we have this money. So is there a piece of vacant land that we can go and we can buy and we can make our own campground, make our own private little oasis, which came kind of relatively quickly once COVID started a year ago. People were figuring out they, uh, they still had the budget to do stuff. They were planning to do stuff. But they were told to stay home and it's a smart choice. So what can we do closer to home? Mm-hmm. Definitely. I, I know the lakes area down in Rome wasn't quite as active last year, but this year they are picked up almost back to where they were um, pre-pandemic or a little bit more active. A little bit more active, I would say. I think there's a lot of pent up energy that people just now, it's okay to go back out. So yeah. Let's go back out to the lakes and have fun again. Right. So kind of seeing that, I think that little bit of shift too of we're going to buy the vacant land for, you know, recreation. Let's go camping. Let's do our weekend camping at our own lot. And then looking at it too as, well, this is where we want to build our forever home. Let's get the the land now because it's there and there's an option now because it may not, it's not going to happen. We just can't magically make more land, but if the land is available and it's at a decent price, let's go ahead and let's get that so that way we can build our future home 
our forever home on the lot that we want. And we do still currently have a lot of land in good locations. Um, I know the Wazicha area here in Grand Rapids is very popular. We don't have anything right on the water. We don't have anything in view of the water, but a block away we do. A block away, two blocks away is, you know, definitely. I mean, even where we are, we're a half acre, a half a mile away, still in a great position to be close to the lake. Right. And I see there's many parcels that could be buildable, perhaps, in this general area, too. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, just a little bit away. Yeah. So, good things. Good things are happening in vacant land. So, definitely, you know, thinking about doing one of those two options, either purchasing for a recreational fund or for having that your forever home being built. You know, definitely we can help you out trying to find that that perfect location. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, how about residential listings? Residential listings. Let's just say I'm very proud today to say that we have 36 homes available to go and see. In the Wisconsin Rapids area. In the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So, I mean, this is like super great to to see this this number. Again, we're kind of used to seeing two, 300, but hey, 36, it's not a bad number at all. And what we've been seeing, only six. I mean, they start, it starts off at uh, 27,000 and goes all the way up to 500,000. So again, we're we're still in a decent price range as far as what is available. We have two lakefront or two waterfront properties, which is quite nice. So if you are looking for that water frontage, there are a couple options out there. And Just what two. Uh, approximate prices on those? Um, let me see if I can find them now. They kind of skipped around on you. Well, they did. Um, we've got one at 300000 in the town of Biren. Mm-hmm. And then we have one at 272000 and that's on the Wisconsin River. Ooh, river activities. Yep, both of them are, are on the river. And those are, are fairly decent prices right. as well, especially with water frontage. Um, we'd seen in that price range just um, kind of your standard house on a, about three-quarters of an acre maybe in Grand Rapids or in Nakusa, some even in Wisconsin Rapids, mm-hmm. just a standard lot in the middle of a subdivision. Right. So having that price and getting some water frontage, that's could be a pretty good option for a lot of people. We only have one house with a pool, I believe. So if you're looking for that house with a pool, we have one available. That was another popular activity this past year. Right. You know, finding that, that house with the pool or finding a way to add a pool because we didn't have the water park was only open for a little bit of time and they were only taking, you know, city residents. Right. So trying to find a way to find a home that would be the yard be big enough to add the pool. That was kind of fun to, to do. We had a couple of buyers do that. So that was kind of fun. That was unfortunate timing. We had all this investment and I mean, you just can't plan for something like this. No, you can't. And, you know, the nice thing is the water park is still, I mean, it's back in full swing. They're, I want to say their capacity each day is 700 people. That seems about right. And just driving by, it's completely It seemed pretty packed over the weekend. Mm -hmm. These uh, last, this week or so, when it's been just so hot, it's been a great place to be. We're seeing a lot of people um, on the Facebook as well posting feedback that they really enjoyed their stay over at the uh, Recreation Center. And we're actually going to be visiting that next week as an office and getting a little uh, background and tour of it before our sales meeting. Yes, which is going to be really fun. I'm going to really enjoy that. So if we were looking at at a home for under $100,000, so a lot of people ask us that that seems to be like a favorite price range. You know, for those first-time home buyers that are looking to just kind of start out under a hundred thousand, we're looking at seven homes. In months past, we were looking at looking at each other and telling everyone there's zero. Today we have seven. That's pretty good. Right. So I mean, seven, that's pretty awesome. That can be something that we could go and see. I would break it up into two days. 
because after a while the houses kind of blur together. They do. They do. Um, one of the things that we normally provide for our buyers when we go showing is a packet of information for each house, which has some general information from what the listing is and a couple pictures on it to help remind the buyer of what we just saw. And we always encourage people to write notes on those bits of uh, the packets of information and hopefully keep some notes in mind as we go forward. And it's really, once you, I think really once you get past four, you then totally forget of which house you were at to what you really liked at it. Cause it was like, okay, well, was it the kitchen that was in blue or was it the kitchen in bl- in um, bl- black? You know, it was the black cabinet one or was it the one with the blue walls? No one could really remember. And so we're trying to sift through papers again going, okay, yeah, we don't really know. I don't think we saw that one yet. So it's always really good just to kind of keep those numbers a little bit small. And then too, I mean, just that way you get a chance to stop and kind of think about, okay, what did I see today out of the four? Which one did I really like out of the four versus here's seven and pick one and what was your favorite? But it's a little bit easier when that's just smaller numbers. And then the next day we can do the last part of it and then just have that conversation. Okay, well, out of now you saw all of them. You really like this one and this one yesterday. Today, which ones did you like? So it, it's a little bit of technique. And even if it's not to the point of then writing an offer on that property, um, but it could be because we usually run through a buyer this quick within a, a day or two, and hopefully those houses just came on the market. So hopefully they would still have time to be accepting offers. Right. Right. But even to the point of it, if it's past that time, it's really good information to get into the house and really feel it. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been saying this a couple of times, photos and the 3D tours are good, but it doesn't replace actually being there. Right. You know, coming in and seeing the house and going, okay, this really, this works for me. This doesn't work for me is what we really need to hear. So if we went into the next price range, so if we went up from 100000 all the way up to one seventy five. Sure. We're looking at 15 homes. Well, that's pretty good. Right. So again, a lot of great opportunities out there for that. I am done with my starter home and I want to upgrade into that next, to the next home. And we have a lot of people who do, you know, please don't get me wrong when I just said, you know, this is the next step home. Because we do have a lot of people who this is their first home. They have the budget to do a house of 175000 So even if that is, you know, first-time home buyer still wants to be in that price range, there's plenty of options out there. Or maybe they're just moving back to the area for some reason or had otherwise been renting or leasing, and now it's time to actually get into ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the other things that we talked about, national trend with the Coto Banker program. Uh, one of the national trends, and it's here as well, is rent. Rents are going up. And looking at each other and saying, wow, we're paying this much for rent, but we could be paying far less if we just purchase. Right. Even if we're spending 800 yeah. bucks a month for rent, we can get you into a decent home. Now, there are some people who just really do enjoy renting, and that's their jam. They enjoy it. That's what they want to do. And they're okay with it. And that's perfectly fine if you're one of those people. Mm -hmm. But if you're looking at, oh, wow, if that's really what it is, yeah, I want to be able to own my own home. I want to be able to paint the walls whatever color I want without having to make a phone call. So there are benefits for owning your own home. The other side of the way I always look at it is when you own your own home and the furnace breaks at 2 a.m. You own your own problems. That is right. You have no one else to call to say, hey, can you come fix this? I mean, unless you're really tight with your parents and you can still call mom and dad up and they're going to come over at 2 a.m. to fix the furnace. Well, and some parents are going to look at you and say, you're 45 years old. You've got a good job and your own home. You can figure this out. Oh, no, my dad would still come over and fix the furnace. I know. And that's okay. Yep. So, yeah, we have a lot of, a lot of great opportunities there. So if someone's looking for something a little bit higher priced... All right. So if you're going to do the 175 all the way up to that 500,000, so that last little group, 
of course, we understand there's far more difference between a mortgage payment at 180000 <clears throat> between a 480000 mortgage, but it's the next category with a, a fair clump and group together. How many do right. we have? So we have 14 in that home, in that group. So that's not too bad. And if we're looking at anything over 300000 we got one, two, three, four, five. So we have seven over that four hundred or 300000 That's pretty good. Right. Now, we looked at our average price for the, the past couple months here this year in 2021. And that really aligns with where the majority of these listings seem to be in that 150-ish, so maybe 120 to 180, 190 price range. So that's pretty good. Right. So, I mean, we've got a lot of great opportunities out there still. So you still get to have that a little bit of time of let's go look at it and let's think about it. Kind of in this last price range, you may have two days to think about it, but still two days is a whole lot better than the 20 minutes that we've had had in a couple months past. Even at the higher prices. Mm-hmm. So it, it does take a different buyer to spend a half million dollars on a property just because their income level means their job is different or however their other resources are to get that income. Um, the majority of this area has the affordability or the income opportunity to afford more along the lines of the 150 to 200,000 price range. Mm-hmm. So that's where a lot of the activity is at. And it's good to see there's plenty for someone who's interested in. Right. I mean, it's it's one of those things where it's there's there's homes out there. Now, are you pulling up something else, vacant land? Um, well, I just want to see how many active listings we have in the Wisconsin Rapids area. So we have 122. So they're active, but they may have an offer on them. Right. So out of this 122, 36 of them we can go see today. So that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's a good ratio. Right. Um, again, in past months here, we've been down to, like you said, only a half dozen that we could see, but there were still quite a few with offers on it, maybe 70 or 80 that had offers that were just sitting there as, as the numbers go. So the, these numbers are increasing. It's really, really, really good. Right. All right. So you're asking about vacantly. Sure. We were just talking about what had sold. So I'm kind of curious what might be currently available. So for just looking in the Wisconsin Rapids area, now this is not going to include, might include some things over at the lakes area. Um, but we're looking in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. We're looking at 133 pieces of vacant land. That do not have offers on them. That do not have offers on them. Okay. That you can go see today and put an offer on if you would like. And what price range are we looking? So we're starting off at 7500 and we go all the way up to... Oh, I'm not getting my last 33. My computer is having a little bit of a malfunction. Oh, uh-huh. I know. Shucks. Yeah, it's only posting the first hundred. So the first hundred, we go all the way up to 94,000. So there are more out there. There's another 33 that for some reason it's not coming up. And of course, you, you had mentioned the acreage sizes. Mm-hmm. So those are all from um, a quarter acre or less city parcels or city lots. Uh, I'm sure all the way up to pretty much farmland, a couple hundred acres. Yeah, we're looking at, I would say at least a quarter. A quarter what? A quarter of an acre. Okay. And like you said, all the way up to, um, we got a 40 in there. 48. So some good sizable places. Fantastic. Lots of options. Mm-hmm. So of course, options if you want to build or options if you want to recreate. 
some hunting land kind of falls into that too. But again, too, our license do, does cover the whole entire state of Wisconsin. So if you're looking for that hunting land, we have no problems traveling and taking you out to go look at some pretty cool land in other counties. That is always fun. It is. And it's been a while since we've done that. I think last time we did that, it was like 20 below and we went walking 80 acres. Right. And we were kind of concerned that if we fell through one of the marshy areas, um, would we be making it out before everything? We were with two police officers. They said we were perfectly safe. Oh, that's fantastic. Except we had no cell phone service out there. So, you know, but it was fine. The the officer said this was all good and they were heavier than us. So if the ice did not crack (laughs) underneath them, we were safe. (laughs) That's how I kind of looked at it. And that was kind of an interesting experience to see how these buyers processed or had a thought process of this is how it looks in winter. What are we going to be doing with it once it does thaw? Mm Mm-hmm. And where are we going to put our stands? And you see these tracks here and the tracks there. And here's where the runs of animals are, even though it was, you know, kind of the frozen wetland. Right. I mean, we got to see some pretty, it was a pretty neat day to go see a whole bunch of different stuff. I think your favorite part is when they all said, jump in the back of the truck, because we have to drive through this cornfield and the next cornfield to get to the lot. It was kind of unique. But you know, that's always the adventurous part of seeing vacant land is trying to figure out exactly where the land is because it has to be accessible mm-hmm. legally. We, we can't sell landlocked properties. And so how do you get there? And then just where are the boundaries? And it's really cool. A lot of these hunters do have a GPS app on their phones, which will tell them exactly where they are on the lot and where the lot lines are. And they just walk around. We kind of follow them and... They're like, okay, well, we should be coming up. You know, we should have the pond to our left and we should have this over here, you know, the feeding area, the food plot to our right. And oh, yep, here we are. Yep. Okay, cool. It's one of the interesting things as well when I do drone photography for those listings is seeing it from above that aerial view and then trying to, again, figure out exactly where that property is so I can make sure I get all of it in in the picture. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of those landmarks, you know, like the pond or the stand of trees next to a grove, those are always kind of key indicators. Sometimes it's just a stand of pine trees and it kind of just guess. And then we, of course, we overlay with the uh, the GIS map, which is a little bit more accurate. Even though it's not a survey, the county information system can help us out quite a bit. Right. We almost needed a pair of hip waders at that one that we went to go see. The guys mm-hmm. just kept on walking and it was early spring. So, I mean, it wasn't too bad and I just let them go. You kind of went after with them and I hung back on the dry parts as they were all yelling. It's a little bit more wet over here. We're about shin deep now. I'm like, oh gosh, um, you're shin deep in water and you're keep going because there's supposed to be some sort of hill. Um, let's just find the hill. Well, they, they were trying to anticipate where they could put a cabin. Oh, or, yes. Or if they could get back there with a camper. Yep. And then which way to go and how much gravel they might need to backfill to create a path to get there. Yeah. I think that was a little bit more of a project than what they wanted to take on. It was still quite interesting. It was. I mean, they, when it comes to hunting land, the hunters know what they're looking for. Right. We're, and I have just learned just to go, here's the land I get to walk with you. You guys just do your own thing. I'm just going to hang out with you guys. But we also tend to learn a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not a hunter. I don't have that hunting background. Um, you've lived on 40 acres and you've been around hunters a little bit more than mm-hmm. I have. But still to hear what people are looking for in their own words. And then uh, as they pointed out to you, when we go through these tours of the vacant land, it's quite interesting. It is. So now did we want to delve into a different aspect because we've also got commercial and multifamily. All right. So our commercial. Commercial properties in Wisconsin Rapids area. All right. I got to get to page two. Right. All right. So commercial Our current, currently this year we have sold 12 commercial properties. 
in the greater Wisconsin Rapids area. So that's not us personally, but the real estate market has sold 12. Okay. A year ago, two. Well, that certainly is an increase. It is a little bit of an increase. It's a 500% increase year over year. Uh, So what is the uh, average price and, and whatnot? All right. So our average sale price we're looking at currently... It is at $177,937, which isn't bad. It is. It, that's very affordable, right. especially so, for commercial. Right. So commercial are probably looking at what, maybe $1,200 for a, a payment. So, I mean, if you're leasing and you're leasing for $2,000 a month, again, buying your own building, you have that, that, that better advantage because then you own the building, you're saving your money. A little bit because, again, like we have mentioned before, if you're renting and then you go buy, you kind of buy your own problem. So you do have to kind of save up for that furnace when it needs to be replaced, the hot water heater, that sort of thing. So kind of the same thing with uh, commercial properties. But it's nice to see that there are companies out there who are moving to Rapids and are purchasing in Rapids and saying, hey, this is where we really want to be. Or they're growing in Wisconsin Rapids. Yeah. Um. There's a few properties that our firm has listed. And the, uh, so commercial properties, what, one is the WFHR building. Yeah. And uh, the other one that I, uh, we just saw today, today. here for, with, with staff, with our, our staff is on West Grand, across from Wheeler's. It's um, the old Ironsides building. Yeah. Um, the old Ironside car dealership from way, way back. I think back the in the thir- day. The 30s, the 40s. Something like that. But that also has a lot of land with it. Right. That's got four acres for under $100,000. Exactly. And even the, uh, the the station building, radio station, that's also under 200000 I believe. Mm-hmm. So very affordable ways if you want to grow your business. If you want to be the entrepreneur, if you've got a, a great idea, but you just need the business space. Yeah. Or if you're of, just a car guy who needs a place to work on your cars. Sure. And you don't have the space, but you really love your home, but you want to have that garage. This is a good opportunity. And you may be able to um, subdivide or use those other land parcels with the uh, Ironside building. You've got the frontage on one side and the lots behind it. Mm-hmm. All right, so our multifamily. So these are going to be our duplexes, triplexes, and on up. So currently, there has been 12 sales for a multifamily dwelling. A year ago, we only had four. So a 200% increase. That's also fantastic, especially if you're an investor. Mm-hmm. Well, and two, we've seen some families where, you know what, the kids want to buy a duplex because mom and dad are getting a little bit older. They want to have that ability to have mom and dad close, but not living in the same house. There's a wall dividing us. You can't get much closer than that. Right. But there's not like a, yeah, we haven't cracked open the wall to kind of create like a door that you can walk back and forth from and to, but it, it gives that opportunity where mom and dad still have their own private space. They can have do things that they want to do, but the kids are right next door where if they need help, it's not driving across town. We just walk across a, a piece to the next door. Right. And then if that's in preparation for the parents going into assisted living, you can still stay there and rent that out then right? as a landlord and, and sublet sort of situation. We've also seen that too with uh, parents with, with older children. Right. Where, you know what? We want them to have their own little independence, but yet at the same time, I want to kind of keep them close to home where if they need something, we're there, but they, they have their own independence. So many different options for families out there. And then once they grow out of that situation, then the parents still have the option to rent that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's a lot of great opportunity. Do you know how many are available? Let's go look to see what we've got. Let's go. The magical computer will tell us, tell us many things. All right. So if we're looking at 
All right. So again, the Wisconsin Rapids area, we are only looking at three available properties that would be considered multifamily. So we've got two duplexes and a sixplex. Wow, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And still kind of fairly reasonable. So we've got uh, a home over on airport for roughly 129000 which isn't too bad. The one over on Taylor Avenue, and that one's for 225000 Okay. And then over on Gardner Street, that is going to be that sixplex, and that is for 290000 well, that's fantastic. That That's a great way to begin investing in real estate. Right. Yeah, for sure. And even if you're considering purchasing maybe a seventy dollars or $80,000 single family home to begin your investment choices, this would be less than buying two of those and you can still get two renters in there. Mm-hmm. And you're not driving all over town managing a rental here and then a rental over there, they're literally connected to each other. Right. I mean, looking at the one over here on Taylor, uh, one side is rented out for 750 per month and the other one is 700. So again, good cash flow. 1450. Yeah. And what was the price on that again? Uh, that was 225,000. There you go. So you've got some initial numbers to kind of think about. Is your mortgage going to be that much where that $1,450 income, I would think it would certainly cover that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so some really good opportunities. One of the things to consider with commercial opportunities is if you're looking to rent a commercial space, how is the other things tacked on to it? So do you still have to pay utilities or is that snow part removal? of the lease? Snow removal? It's really hard to Long. talk about snow removal and how many sidewalks you have to shovel when it's 80 degrees outside. Now, granted, today it's a little bit cooler. We're probably about 68-ish, somewhere around there. So yeah, I mean, but it's, we had like 90% humidity, so it, it feels like Florida. Right. So it's really hard to, to mention the, the S word, but it's okay to say snow because you do have to kind of figure that stuff in as far as whether you're going to be doing a commercial, either you're going to be doing an investment property or just purchase purchase a new home for yourself, that snow removal is really key because if you can't, you got a sidewalk to shovel and if you're like me who doesn't want to go outside during the winter time, you got to have someone come in and do that. So cost as far as what it's going to take to remove that snow. Right. And then... What about landscaping come the summertime? Do mm-hmm. you have to take care of that as well? Um, the other thing, looking at these investment properties and the commercial side of things, if you're leasing, it could be what's called a triple net lease, where you as the renter that, who's paying the lease also has, has to pay for insurance and property taxes as well. Now, if you're looking to become the investor on that side of things and rent it out to people, you know, I don't take this as business advice, but there are those options that you need to investigate when you are renting it out to people. So in this case with commercial and industrial, it really is a good investment because there's less that you can, or excuse me, there's more that you can pass on to your renter. Mm -hmm. Of course, different for residential so take the appropriate courses and get your information and you know have fun with it. So far, as far as statistics, that's what I have for you. We could give a teaser for our number two for those who want to stick around. Certainly. Our number two is coming up in a little bit. It is. So we did a nice long weekend. 
It was supposed to be a project weekend, which turned into half project and half working, which is perfectly fine. That's we're used to it. We're from the hospitality business. So we know that when families are out having fun, that means someone, you know, you're at work working. So again, holiday weekend, it is really great to be able to spend time with family, but we did a little bit of projects around the house and we also did a little bit of work yet too. So we had the nice little balance of while we're waiting for stuff to dry, we could go out and go show some homes, came back and did the next part of the project or step two, went back to the office to write some offers and come back to do step three. So, I mean, it kind of took all day long, but we're going to talk about some of those projects that we worked on over the weekend because it was a project weekend. And certainly if you're one of our, our clients, don't feel bad at all. It's not putting us out at all to go and show you these properties or uh, if you're if this is the time that you have to talk about listing your property, we are very happy to go and, and run through that with you. Yeah, we definitely can do projects later. Um, the nice thing is we do have some pretty bright lights. So if we need to do it late at night, we do it late at night or we just push it off to the next day. And just keep pushing it off. And we're okay with that. I am a professional procrastinator. Yes, you are. It is a character flaw. I'm dealing with it. But sometimes it's nice that I can do it so well. Mm-hmm. Not everyone can procrastinate as well as the next person. Thank so, you. Yeah, I, you know, I've, I've spent 40 years practicing. Gary. You know, so definitely, you know, if you're, you're a buyer or a seller who's listening to this, you know, do not ever feel bad about calling us and saying, hey, we want to take a look at a property or... We're going to have to call you yet too and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Buyer or seller, we have an offer to purchase for your home. You know, we need to get together. We need to talk about this. So it kind of goes a little bit of both ways. Or if we're in the process, you know, like just before the holiday, we started an offer and it was presented to the seller over the holiday. They got back to us. Now we're in negotiations and it happens to be the 4th of July we're still available to process those negotiations for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, definitely don't ever feel bad that you interrupted our project time. Nope. If it's something more important, we will definitely let you know. Well, well, there, there are lines in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. You're thinking, but yet there are, but there's a lot of stuff that we can also work around. Yeah. I'm just trying to think of where, where those lines would be. Oh, they're there. Oh, are they? They they are. Especially when I look at you and said, that can be handled later. There are a few times. There's a few times. Mm-hmm. Many things are, time is of the essence, but there are many things that can wait a couple minutes until we have a free second to handle it. That's true. So we're going to talk a little bit of projects. We touched the lawn a little bit. We did. And it's kind of fun to to see where the lawn is. And we also took care of some of the plants in the garden. So we had to harvest a few things in the garden. And we'll talk about that kind of in an hour two of what did we take out and how we went about kind of preserving them the for gar- later for future use. The garden is looking fantastic this it year. It is. It, it was kind of an experiment as, you know, every first time garden is. But it, I think it's turning out quite well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to delve into that as well. Yes. So exciting, fun things to talk about. And in hour two, hopefully we have not forgotten about anything that's on our, our list. Well, you know how we go. We go down a rabbit hole every now and then. I know. I always feel like I'm missing something that I should like totally remember. I'll come up with it like in four hours. Yeah, it's about right. Luckily, these are pre-recorded. We, if you have to, we can just it drop in, it right in. Which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. And we can also do it whenever it's convenient for our clients. Because right now it's in the evening hours. You know, we had showings earlier and we'll probably have showings again tomorrow. So fitting it in is, is nice and easy. Mm-hmm. By the way, we had Steph on our show a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, letting us know that there's some changes with the radio station programming. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting. I've been dialing up 105.5 WIRI. And, it, you know, I, I know you were apprehensive that it was really going to be old, old country, and that's not your jam. 
especially when it gets to certain artists. But the, it there are some that are just an automatic must turn off and just let's be okay with that. But I was glad to hear that, you know, the programming is a very good mix of the old, the old school, old fashioned, all the way up into the 90s, early 2000s, just not the current top 40. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of the country music that I think we like to listen to. Okay. So good shout out. You might want to try it. Dial it over to 105.5. I'll see. Yeah. Now to our listeners, don't do that right now. Just hang on. We're about the end of our first hour. So eventually we're going to get into a little news break here and some commercials, but then we're going to come back for hour number two. All right. Sounds really good. So just to end out this hour, remember that you can get a hold of us many ways. You can give me a call or you can even text me at 715-323-2577. You can send an email, myrapidsradio at gmail.com. And that's good if you have questions or comments or if you want to um, pose you know, some interest to the radio show here that we're doing, we would love your feedback. Mm-hmm. Or well, you can check out the website too. MyRapids.com. If you're looking for area information, go ahead to MyRapids.info. Kind of the info for the information. Makes Excellent. sense, right? It does. Yeah. But MyRapids.com takes you to the listings that we have in the area. So our Codal Banker Seawert website kind of just slotted that right into MyRapids.com. Excellent. Sounds good. And we do actually have a lot of listings in the office right now. We do. And it's good to see. Yes. And of course, we're on social media. So Facebook and Instagram and the YouTube. That's showing my age because I call it the YouTube. Yes, it is. But that's okay. So check us out. And of course, you know, we have the podcast archive as well. Excellent. Sounds good. All right. We're going to be right back with uh, our number two. Central Wisconsin real estate market and more housing related topics. 